0: Well, hello everybody, and welcome again to the Weirdly Magical Podcast. And very excited that we are heading into eclipse season, and Jen and I are going to be looking at the energy of and around the um, eclipse that is on Christmas Day for some of us here in the US, and on Boxing Day, as we call it in the UK, for for a lot, most other people. Um, And it's a biggie, but before we do that, let's uh, quickly introduce ourselves and do some housekeeping. So, Jen.
1: Hello, everyone. I'm Jen DeShen, and I am an Akashic uh, mentor, healer, teacher, and uh, creator of the Illuminating Journey cards. I even have a pack here. And uh, I guide my clients to. Activate their soul's true choice.
0: And I am Louise Eddington. Um, I'm now known as the Cosmic Owl because my new business name is Cosmic Owl Astrology and hence the owl. <laughs> and for those that are watching on YouTube, I have an owl behind me on my shoulder. And um, I am a soul astrologer and writer and shamanic practitioner and I help people to live in deep self-awareness and self-acceptance and um, just a bit of housekeeping before we go um, into the energies uh, we have a question so we will be answering a question after we've looked at the energies um, and if you have any questions for the podcast please email them to weirdlymagicalpodcast at Dot com. I would like to remind those of you that listened to our 2020 overview that you can still watch that on our Weirdly Magical YouTube channel or listen at any of the podcast providers. And Jen and I will be offering our special consultation sessions until the Saturn and Pluto conjunction on January the 12th. So if you're interested in one of those um, or both, <laughs> one from Jen, one from me. They're 108 each, $108 each. And um, if you've lost the links, just ask us for them. Um, also, we have a Patreon and it's patreon.com forward slash weirdly magical for just $3 a month just to help support our work. And when we reach a certain number of patrons, we'll be doing patron-only content We're not there yet, (laughs) but we're getting there. So um, is there any other housekeeping, Jen? I don't think there is. Please leave us reviews. Please subscribe on podcasts. Please subscribe on the YouTube channel. You know, the more subscribers, the more kind of likes and clicks and things that we get, the um, the more attention our podcast gets. So you can support us for nothing by doing that.
1: <laughs> so Jen, yeah. we've pulled cards, haven't we? And what's your card? Yes, I think so, you've two, you, right? So my card that I pulled from the Illuminating Journey deck, the one that I created with the help of the Akashic Records, uh, I actually got one of the tools. So I don't know if we've ever got. I think maybe we had a tool once before. But this one is called the Divine Line. Mm. So for those of you who can't see it, this is a cell phone. That is uh connecting you to the divine, and it has things like like buttons on it where you can you know align, infuse, eject, diffuse, or record. So it's all ways of connecting to the divine, and whenever I see this card, which actually is not very often, then I always uh realize that this is the divine speaking to us or to me saying you know you're seeking you're seeking you're looking but really i'm right here just use this connection to connect with me what do you need what do you need do you need to to be aligned connect diffuse record uh, so so it's just a signal i think uh, in terms of how i see it in mm-hmm remembering that you're not alone and the the one place to go where you can always trust that connection is to the divine and because i pulled a tool i also pulled another card which is what which is my want if i pull a tool or a number and this one is the three which we may have had before it's come up quite a lot lately and this card is the figure swimming up which looks like water could be liquid of life swimming up to the light, to that divine infusion, to know that uh, it is, and in a way, it's like kind of repeating the same thing, right? It's this idea of allowing yourself, your mind, your head, your belief systems to to kind of float up to that inspiration, to that connection, that illumination that ignites life within you, the playfulness and joy. So uh, for me, I think this is just a message from the divine going, you know the way to move through what's coming up is to activate your connection and to be in playful joy and just kind of surrender to uh, the opportunity to shift into something different by being playful and joyful
0: and of course it's the Trinity, you've got the little Trinity right. symbol there, haven't you, you know, and okay. of mind, body, and spirit and bringing it all in to right. connect. Okay. and um i pulled a card too but i did forget that i didn't show you my excitement of my new book is <laughs> available on pre-order those of you that can see the video it's um called a complete guide to astrology understanding yourself your signs and your birth draft so it's available on pre-order as of yesterday so <laughs> i'm very excited by it But my card is um, the priestess. I think I bought it like last time or last month in one of the lunations. I can't remember which one. But it's the moon card, which kind of seems very appropriate, really, for a uh, total um, annular eclipse where the moon almost blots out the light of the sun um and she doesn't quite i'll talk a bit more about that in a minute and you know this one is very similar to jen's card in a way if you look at the priestess she's you know got all this at, at the top of her head for those that are not looking um on the video she's mm-hmm. very connected to the vine she's sitting on her throne and and she's got this crown that's really just connected to spirit and um I personally think that this is really very connected with Capricorn right now with all mm-hmm. the energy that's happening in Capricorn because she keeps coming up for me as all this change is happening in Capricorn as we're being asked to step into the more night yin and energy of Capricorn instead of how it's been presented as very hard and cold and very patriarchal um which isn't the true nature of it, so um there you go so yeah the priestess
1: <laughs> right and i just wanted to add to that in terms of when you're looking at that energy which kind of speaks to this card of the divine line thing is that recognition the priestess the divine line that self own to the divine it's all about the bringing that upper energy into the body and um, yeah. standing your ground being willing to climb the mountain it's like putting that energy into practical use using practical tools to activate this time because it's just not going to happen on its own we are being called to draw in this energy and use it to be these warriors of our own lives definitely and speaking of
0: warriors (laughs) um today we're going to look at the annular um new moon eclipse And the energy around it too. And um, this is, um, we're looking at London time as usual. So it's on December the 26th at 5.13am Universal Time, which is London time. It's at four degrees and six minutes of Capricorn and it's a new moon. So the, the moon and sun are together. And it's conjunct Jupiter, and it's aspecting Uranus in Aries uh, sorry Uranus in Taurus and Chiron in Aries, but I said I was going to explain what an annular eclipse was, and an annular eclipse is a total new moon eclipse, except that the moon from our perspective is closer to the earth, so the sun and the moon are further apart, so the moon whilst it, uh, it Totally covers the sun, it doesn't quite because there's a big ring of fire around it. And um and this is called um a ring of fire eclipse, unsurprisingly, and there's big connections with stories in mythology about it. The one I was reading about was the story of Brunhilde in the Valkyries, where Brunhilde was actually uh, punished by being. Um, surrounded by a ring of fire so it kind of shows how all these mythologies have probably been written because that people were witnessing what was happening in the cosmos and they told stories about it to personify it and to make sense of it so it's really a marriage of the um, of the day and the night. Um When we have a total new moon eclipse, the light is dimmed, and the night comes in and brings in her power and I talk a lot about the day and night energy in my new book actually and um and it 's an interesting move that not just myself it 's not uh, there 's some other astrologers we 're moving to bring in this language more and more and and bring in the psychology of the night, which is very much being. Blocked out by our society, uh, we live in a, a life where every we have lights on everything, and we live with our screens. We're very, we're rarely um, comfortable without everything being lit up because the night has been seen as something to fear. And an annular eclipse is, um, you know, I'm not going to go into the whole myth of Brunhilde and um, the Norse mythology. But it is literally kind of like uh, um, in the end, she throws herself on a funeral pyre and it, the day and night are consumed together and burned together. So it's a very transfigurative eclipse, uh, a ring of fire eclipse. So uh, we'll look at the numbers and we'll look at the astrology. So.
1: Right. And I also want to just add to that before we go into the details. Um What I find so fascinating is we have the solstice coming up on the 21st, which of course is the moment in time uh, where night and day um, are kind of switching roles. You're moving from in the North Hemisphere, the longest night, to the shortest day and now it's starting to switch and the opposite obviously in the southern hemisphere and then having this ring of fire this dance this marriage of light and dark this marriage of fire and and um which is our passion uh, bringing that all into the open making us kind of more aware of how our passion and our focus drives us and if we're fa- afraid of the dark we will never reconnect to this divine energy that is available to us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah and the eclipse is literally well and the solstice you know both the solstice and the eclipse and the the two that the, they're coming so close together you know they're only five days apart <laughs> so it's, well less than five days apart actually you look at the actual time just four and a half i think it, it's kind of like we're having this major major reset this is a solstice and a half and next year's solstice is another big one too but um we are coming into some tremendous times really yeah
1: Right. We're ending uh, so much. We're ending the decade. We're ending our way of being. We're stepping into something, into duality and an awakening, and all of this are just symbols. If you can think about being in the past when the solstice was so important, people who were living in the dark, it was the sign that the light was returning. Um, And so this double sign of uh, the burning or the the eclipse with the fire, the dark and then the fire around it is definitely a um a symbol of uh, reset
0: mm. and the light returning literally really right. because then when the moon moves off the face of the sun the sun's kind of reborn so <laughs> it's very transfigurative as i said i do find it just to stick with the myth before we go into detail i do find it interesting really you know all the myths have similar stories and things in all the mythological um uh, pantheons whatever you want to call them and jupiter is conjunct this new moon and jupiter could be seen as odin who was um the valkyries uh top god if you like <laughs> so here he is with the sun and the moon on this eclipse it's all quite amazing and uh and he's a sky god and yeah the uh and the um eclipse is aspecting uranus who is also a sky god
1: all right and here we have the females, like maybe, perhaps, you know, it's always these stories, always about the females being, uh, certainly in the patriarchal story, telling of the story, mm-hmm. the females are always the ones who are uh, having to make the sacrifice or having to make a choice. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so shifting of all of that, like, the, for me, this is about the rising of the female to go, you know, I, I'm in power too. This isn't you're not you're not yep. deciding what I have to do. I'm deciding.
0: Mm. Yep. So, do you want to go ahead with the numbers for a bit,
1: and we'll sure. wrap Absolutely. as we usually do? <laughs> yes. How fascinating! We're having this on the 26th, uh, which is in eight. The sun and moon at an eight day, and then the sun and moon at six degrees. So this six is of course Oh, they're uh, at four degrees. sorry, forgive me. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) But two fours make eight. My idea is four point six. And when my mind went to six, I meant to say four, but I thought I was saying four, but I said six. That's a weird. Anyway, so they're both at four degrees. And two fours make eight. I know. And two, fours make eight, but eight and four, whenever you have eight and four together like this, this is, you know, that destiny is being triggered. So it is a highly destined um, experience we're having. Uh, Two, four and eight, the two is, we're moving into the 2020s, so that role of the two... Uh, is huge so two four and eight these are all the manifesting numbers these are all about this idea of making it real making our ideas or our dreams so it feels like this energy is all about switching on that light switching on that awareness like oh i've been asleep i've been kind of looking down and now i'm looking up i'm I'm feeling this energy of needing to attach discipline and devotion and dedication and awareness of what needs to happen, what goes where, the details that need to be attended to in order to activate this uh, manifestation to bring in abundance. Um, And I also feel like this is a a sign for us, this double four is just so incredible because we are moving into a four-year. So again, it's that reminder of what does it take to create something new because we're taking... Uh, maybe old ideas new ideas all kinds of things and we're bringing them together uh, through our own focus through the things we're willing to do we're bringing ideas into form we're applying ourselves we're connecting with others we're getting very uh, focused on the journey it really feels like a journey like we're starting a journey And we are starting with this incredible focus of what we desire and taking very little with us because we need to be able to move quickly to Mm. do this thing that's going to take all of our attention. Um, So I find that fascinating. Mm. Remembering we are in the final days of the 12th year, the 12th universal year, which is about this... Activating our joy, our wisdom, allowing us to let go of old things. So very much that moving into making a different shift with the numbers. And of course, this month is a six universal month or 15. So that again is also impacting us. um, Turning this into, this is a love journey. So it's just like, this is all about how we can bring our focus into the focus of love how we can live with the light of love that doesn't mean we don't have hard things to do because this does feel like a challenging journey but also one that is invigorating and liberating by building our own form and shape we can you know free ourselves
0: and you mentioned you know it's on an eight day and um of course, the lunar nodes are also at eight degrees, and that's our the south node. This is a south node eclipse, which is a releasing eclipse, letting go of. So it's a new beginning in in so many ways, and moving towards that north node, which is our dharma, um, which is the ca- in the sign of Cancer, which is the family. Remembering we're all one big family, and we're all into this in this together. And moving towards a more kind of uh, nurturing, caring, um, night-centered, emotion-centered society, hopefully.
1: (laughs) Right. Well, it's, it's, we're writing the balance.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: So um, it's all about how do we do that? How do we take these numbers? And instead of focusing on what the world has told us we need to do, like, have certain things and work towards certain things, we're pulling back our energy into our bodies, into our into our um reigniting that connection with the divine so we can be really focused. I'm focusing what I'm creating mm-hmm. for myself and others as opposed to what can I get out of this, right? This is about contribution and connection. So it's a very different focus. Yeah. and like and
0: I, you know um just to stick with jen's numbers for a minute my ruling planet jupiter my favorite planet is at five degrees the number of change but connect me if, correct me if i'm wrong but is, is, isn't jupiter connect connected to the number five anyway so i'm sure i've read that somewhere <laughs> I don't
1: know. Yeah, actually mercury is considered uh, the five okay to the five, but it may be jupiter i don't know so you know
0: often more than one connection yeah, there
1: could be more than one connection however mercury tends to be the five mm-hmm. uh, but there is it does make sense that jupiter could be connected just because of the expansion what jupiter does is expand and five is about expansion of our souls in a physical realm being present to what is and using that you know, It's like using the resources we have right now to help us move towards where we want to go as opposed to staying stuck. That's the whole purpose of the five. And that's what Jupiter does. That's what Mercury does. It's allowing our mind to change our minds, right? Yes. To expand yes. some new idea, a new way of thinking so that we can move away from... Our fears and from oh this is the way it always is to no it's not it can be something different.
0: Of course, Mercury's in Sag- Mer- Jupiter ruled Sagittarius on the eclipse anyway. So, uh, but I, I want to emphasize how big this eclipse is. You know, um it's in as the the main aspect, the closest aspect to the whole eclipse energy, is Uranus, and that is sudden. Change and sudden insights, sudden awakenings, sudden awarenesses, and and Jupiter, as Jen said, expands everything. So, you know, an eclipse is big already. A new moon eclipse tends to be more powerful than um, a lunar eclipse, and um, a total eclipse <laughs> is even more powerful. And an annular eclipse is a form of total eclipse. And then it's only one degree from Jupiter um, with Uranus aspecting. You know, I'm I would not be surprised if by New Year something major in our lives has changed. It may not be in our personal lives, it may be in the institutions around us. Um, and it's of course eclipses do tend to unfold over time. They don't always happen on an instant but with Uranus there, you know, Uranus acts quickly. <laughs> Uranus of power is is immense. When Uranus moved into Aries, the very day Uranus moved into Aries, we had the um, big um, tsunami in uh, Fukushima and, and the meltdown and everything. It happened to the very day. That's kind of Uranus. And these are in Earth signs. It's Capricorn and Taurus, and so there could be literal earthquakes. There could be something in our financial institutions. It could be um, the government completely collapsing. It could be like, you know, this—it's that strong the energy, and it's—it's it's so powerful. It's going to be big, whatever happens, and it's leading to all these new cycles being born in uh, throughout the month of January not just saturn and pluto but all the other planets moving past pluto and several new cycles starting
1: right so for me it really feels like a lot of um endings i mean that's the point of an earthquake especially when you look at the players involved
0: Mm -hmm. these
1: are um huge players that are impacting us on multiple levels so they're not necessarily personal planets but ones that impact us for generations to come and this is you know quite phenomenal i was just looking at how many twos we have here or 20s right so uranus is at two degrees and so we're moving into the 2020 and so all the symbolism is very potent these are all signs from the universe Mm -hmm. so two is that sign of connection of um of recognizing where we are between two polarities and, and actually moving the poles, I was reading an article. somebody was talking about that that you know this is one of the things that has been spoken about uh, over time when the poles move right when the poles shift, then it impacts us, and so there is a pole shifting there is all kinds of stuff happening in the earth. These things are predicted to take one hundred and fifty or more years. But we know that we're in that process of the pole shifting. Mm -hmm. Um, What else do we have at two? We have, uh, um, well, I think Pallas Athena is at 20 degrees. She's
0: at 20 degrees, Sagittarius. Right. And Saturn's at 20, Capricorn.
1: Right. And I was reading somewhere about the Saturn, because uh, uh, this 20 degree, which is um, Saturn is at... I think Saturn was at 20 degrees in April when it moved. Right, before it went
0: retrograde, yeah.
1: Right, 20 degrees. And Pluto was at 20 degrees when it came out of retrograde and they both going to, um, they've both been impacted by the 20. And of course, because the 20 is about this time we're going into our 21st century, the 20, we're going to double 20. The impact of the 20 is this connection between two worlds, two things, recognizing, oh, I can shift that, that space where I'm connecting between two worlds. Mm-hmm. And also this idea that we don't have to do things the way we've done them before because yeah. we have a choice. Two is all about choosing, choosing our boundaries, um, One of my favorite sayings is this idea of be a diplomat, not a doormat. And so those are the two opposites, right? But you can have, you want something. So, you know, this idea is about being willing to ask for what you want put put whatever it needs to go on the line to get that instead of just giving up or throwing up your hands saying it's never going to happen, nothing's going to change. It's about your commitment to this. And having that double two with the four is about not only seeing where we need to link, but also making the commitment, the dedication, the devotion, the discipline, the honesty, the integrity, all of these things that we can see are happening around us. Like All the stuff is coming up to be looked at and then we have to make a decision right and that's another two thing because it isn't just about the other person it's like what are we doing in response to what we're seeing and having saturn there that 20 um you know is another huge sign of change and then pluto is at 22 right i mean you just can't make this stuff up I
0: know. <laughs> and I just, i just actually noticed as you were talking that the eclipse but jupiter to be precise is at the exact midpoint of uh, Pallas athena and saturn who are both at 20 degrees so from mm-hmm. the astrological perspective um, Pallas athena is is really a visionary you know it is this owl energy which is um why i've got the owl behind me and she has this ability to like see these patterns vision the bigger picture and strategize and make plans and you know she was very much kind of that kind of warrior um, energy and then saturn is about the rules saturn in capricorn is about the rules the man-made laws but when remaking those laws um you know as we move into this new age it doesn't mean, you know, the basic laws like thou shalt not kill are being remade, but we are remaking the man-made laws, not the divine laws. And, um, and so the eclipse is literally kind of bringing in that strategic planning, bigger vision kind of energy into the new man-made laws. So that's, um, that's fabulous too. <laughs> right. It's kind
1: of like Jupiter is actually pulling back that uh, arrow Uh, shooting Mm -hmm. kind of into the middle it's like here's all this information that's been gathered and here are all these beings and uh, and ideas that are in the pool and now we're shooting for something we're aiming towards something and And what are we aiming (laughs) for what are we aiming for and then of course right there at eight degrees is the nodes Mm -hmm. and the nodes are of course part of our path right our soul's path our revolutionary path or evolutionary and it's not just us as individuals it's our collective Collective. path. now we have to remember we're releasing old wounds we're releasing old ideas old things that we've carried for hundreds thousands of years as a collective as individuals our pain our resistance our fear around um we have to do things a certain way or we'll be punished or we'll be killed. And I find it fascinating because of the eight, because the eight is this number and it is very much an earth-based number, but it is one of balance, right? Bringing heaven to earth. Now we t- we've talked about in all our stories, you know, from the Bible stories of Eve and Adam and all of this stuff It's always, and even stories beyond that are about this idea of bringing heaven to earth. And to me and what I get, the heaven to earth thing is really about us going, this is the lay of lo- the land and I'm choosing to follow my integrity. I'm choosing to follow what's true for me as, far as, as opposed to uh, doing what other people told me is the right thing, which is what we've all been doing for hundreds of years so that is fascinating that it's at 8 degrees, 22 minutes. Mm-hmm. We have the, <laughs> right. we've, got 22, we've got the four, we've got the eight. We're just this pattern of two, four, eight. Yeah. It's like this is the time to now pay attention to the details. Allow your intuition to lead you. Start building a structure that has uh, an immense foundation like build something that you can build more on that the foundation is strong and then find that balance between heaven and earth be the leader but also be able to see what's yours what someone else's right it's this abundant idea and then of course you know
0: i I did mention at the beginning we have a square to chiron and aries um from the eclipse and it's at one degree of Aries it's recently gone direct as we record this. I think it went on the thirteenth of december um but it's still only just gathering speed and you know Chiron is really the the medicine person the the shaman the um the teacher, the healer, and in Aries, this is about our individuality, our self, our I am presence. And really, what does it take to, um, you know, do all to bring about all these things we're talking about, Jen and I? It it means each one of us stepping in, healing ourselves, and bringing what we can into the world to help bring forth this new paradigm, Uh, and to be kind of the medicine man for uh, or the medicine person. For humanity, for the Earth, uh, and bring ourselves into that to be that key to healing rather than sitting back and expecting something else to heal us, as Jen, as Jen said, so um, so we are to be the key, really, I think yeah,
1: yeah, and you know what was coming up when you were talking about Chiron um, because such a so he 's such an important figure, I think, in terms of mythology and in terms of uh, bearing the brunt of the pain of the world Mm. uh, and shifting that uh, into um, my choice. What am I choosing to do? Uh, Also, the thing that was coming up is this idea that often in medicine, we actually take some of the poison to, um, Mm -hmm. what's the word? We uh, something it in our bodies. So, well, it's because, kind of, that's
0: the principle of homeopathy, isn't it? Right. Like you, it's like... Right. You're like oh.
1: Exactly. So we eat some of the own poison, the things that we may look at others and say, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to you know, get aggressive and kind of fight for what I want or stand up for my rights, however you're going to interpret that. But if we actually eat some of this own medicine, get better at being more strategic, uh, more focused, more determined... And this isn't saying that you should do nasty things or, you know, go around like breaking the law or anything like that. But it is, there is a difference. There is this thing of going, how willing am I to do this, right? Right. And what do I need to do to get there? And maybe that is swallowing some of that medicine. And so actually, uh, I forget the word, but actually stops us from getting sick. So, yeah. so whatever that is, that it's homeopathy a full
0: of vaccines as well, I think, isn't it? Yeah, that's principal. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to get into that argument. No,
1: no. But, <laughs> but it's the idea, right, yeah. of in, ingesting enough poison so that you are no longer subject to uh, that type of illness that mm-hmm. people in the world may want to you to um, absorb. Right. And at a spiritual
0: level as well, it, there's an element of um, putting yourself in another person's shoes, kind of you know um, being able to. I I don't mean being that person, but being able to, you know, say, we'll just use myself as a as an example. I'm clearly you know quite a, a leftist, but um and I but yet yeah, I'm quite privileged in my life personally, but I can spiritually feel what it must be like to not be able to afford to go and buy a loaf of bread and things like that so that's what i mean by putting yourself in somebody else's shoes being able to uh, feel the uh, pain of another and connect that bridge because chiron is very much the bridge too between the outer world and the um, personal world so it's it's kind of making those connections he's a he's a very healing presence he's the true christ consciousness really so.
1: right, and he's giving us this opportunity to really begin to with the one being in Aries. this is all new beginnings it's all about the focus. what is the one thing that is is going to bring you to your truth to connect you to others mm-hmm. this isn't about taking your single path but on the other hand sometimes you do need to because you're the leader and others will follow like so many people don't know what to do Mm -hmm. in a situation for instance when you see somebody who is berating somebody for their color or something like that if you just keep quiet and you say nothing then it's like you are not taking the role of the healer if you you can stand up and say, well, I don't agree with you, or sit down, or keep quiet, or something. You're actually showing other people a way that people go, oh, yeah, I could actually do that, right? Oh, it's um, kind of
0: the Pied Piper.
1: <laughs> right. <It's>, it, is. <laughs> it is. It is. a Pied Piper came up for me last week mm, or something. interesting, yes, it <laughs> is. Like, we do need Pied Pipers. We do need people to lead us, but where are we being led? Because so many times we're led to keep quiet, to say nothing because it's none of my business. But it is. It's all of our business. We're all connected. You know, Every one of us is connected by the actions we choose, by how we hold space for others, how we see. Like if we say it's none of our business, well then how are we living in the world when everything, we're touched by everything? Which doesn't mean you need to go out and save everyone, but just even connecting to yourself doing what's right for you speaking up for your own truth in public or in private that's the way to really
0: um well i think it's the principle of it starts with you and you know it goes back to the 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 prayer the the serenity prayer that one you know the courage to change the thing i can which is yourself you can only change yourself first and then hopefully other you can hopefully lead others to to water you can't make them drink but you can lead by example
1: so, right and that's the yeah. point is that's what you can do if you ask what can i do it's live your truth
0: yeah
1: when you see yeah. things that need speaking up about do it and then maybe somebody in that environment goes oh here's a different way i can be mm-hmm. we don't know if that's going to happen but we do know that humans are like lemmings right i mean yes. that's bottom line we follow each other one person does something then we all kind of go yeah i'm gonna do it too like we waiting it's like that uh, that video simon sinek i think the guy's name is oh yeah Mm -hmm. the one guy starts doing this weird dance
0: yes yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah and everyone like just watches and then still somebody else comes up and starts doing it and then it's like, uh, okay now and then suddenly everyone's running up to do the dance Yeah, we're lemmings. I mean, that's who we are. So who who are we following? Right. That's the key. There's nothing wrong with following people, but the big thing is to know you're following somebody who, who is kind of leading you in the direction of what you believe in and what's true for you as opposed to the opposite. Right? It's easier yeah. to live in love and joy and build whatever you're building when you believe in it right and you feel good about it as opposed to i don't want to do this and i'm being made to do it
0: awesome so there's not a lot other astrologically to say about this you know it's just kind of really hold on to your hats it's huge it's big um there's going to be with you with the uranus there's going to be some kind of earth moving
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right well, it it be unfold day.
0: over the next six months sorry
1: okay, is Uranus yeah. going
0: forward um Uranus goes forward on um just before the full moon I think um okay. I can't remember the exact day I can look up while we talk in fact I think oh no I can't no I can't remember the date that Uranus goes okay. forward. just no, yeah. I, the first or the tenth I can't remember okay. which yeah
1: yeah that sounds very familiar the first or something yeah well that's the only planet right now
0: yeah so after so right after the new moon uranus will well uranus is pretty much stationed on this new moon he will move direct and then it's going to be like hold on everything's moving forward (laughs) full speed
1: so uh So there's a lot of energy coming in. I think it's so fascinating that we have this eclipse right at the beginning of this new decade, this new time. It's highly significant. Personally, Mm -hmm. I think this is a wonderful time between now and this full moon and kind of um, new moon, uh, annular eclipse to reflect on the things that, you know, need to go in the light and the things that need Mm -hmm. to go in the dark and what needs to be done who do you want to be? What do you want to bring forward? This is really a time to uh, be empowered by the light and allow yourself to let things fall away. The things you don't agree with, the things that you don't want to practice anymore. Yep. What do you want more of? This is what this is all about because Uranus is shaking it up. And I feel like, uh, and Lou and i we've tapped on this. We've never really talked about it together individually. So for me, I just feel like, but I, I think we're on the same page. It doesn't matter though, but I just feel like we're moving into the space where now we have to choose between being an individual or being more of a lemming. And um, mm-hmm. oh, I
0: do. I agree. It,
1: it's yeah. just like, yeah, you can be comfortable in you, in saying, and in your distance, there's nothing I can do. It's all about, oh, throw my hands up in the air. People always do this stuff. Nothing changes. Well, we are the ones that have to change our own actions, and that starts with our belief system and what we're willing to do. Are we willing to get uncomfortable uh, to do things differently? are we just going to go Mm along?
0: I agree completely. And something that occurred to me earlier today due to an incident that happened in my own life, which I won't go into, is also talking of being a lemming is it's where you, um, you want to bring change and be the pied piper and be the leader and live your truth but it might be a very unpopular opinion. You know, it might not be what people say you should do or how you should do it. And you have to be prepared to take those slings and arrows a little bit as well, I think.
1: Right, and it may be a lot. But the point is you you have to stick with your conviction because Mm -hmm. you know it's yours. Yeah. Uh, I actually think it's a lot more treacherous to follow someone else's dream because you have no idea where they're taking you. And if you're not stopping and asking questions, like if you are with other people and doing things, you still have to know, let me check in. How is this for me? What are you planning on doing? Because maybe we're going, at some point we're going to separate because this is what I'm doing. That's what you're doing. Yep. And that idea is what empowers you because yeah. just following somebody blindfold, uh, just yeah, because you say this is how it should be doesn't right mean, right or because you feel that like, might be right for you but <laughs> right sometimes you know there's people we look at at leaders and we go well they obviously know what they're doing but you know it's like following a car this is kind of the example that comes up you know how you're following somebody on the freeway because you think they know where they going or you think, oh, this is the person I'm following, and you just keep following and then you realize you're following the wrong car, right? Or they're going somewhere you didn't want to go. It's Mm kind of like that, right? Mm -hmm. We following somebody because, oh, they seem to know where they're going. And then suddenly they're going off somewhere else. And so let's just move that learning stuff. It's like, wait, I want to get guidance. So I get guidance. But once I'm on the freeway, I'm going to do something different because I don't Mm -hmm. want to just follow
0: somebody blindly yeah so good luck everybody and I know a lot of you will be going oh because you know I, I get these messages all the time going oh when will it stop and all that look it's going to be intense it's going to be crazy but it's, it's got the potential to be absolutely amazing you know wow
1: I, you your know, dog, sneezing.
0: Know. Yeah, that's <laughs> dog sneezing yeah the dog
1: sneezing so funny you say something it's got the potential to be amazing and then your dog sneezes
0: sneezes I know <laughs>
1: but i want people i want people to hold on to that
0: you know that it that this this could be fabulous for so many people and will be fabulous for so many people but it's not for it's not to be shrunk from that's the point right.
1: it's not for bystanders uh, yeah. you really have to step forward and um get in the arena as i think it was teddy roosevelt said have to get in the arena and do stuff because, for me, what I feel—and I'm not saying that I am fear-free or anything like that—me no, neither. <laughs> However, what I find it incredibly invigorating to just think about the freedom we have now that we didn't have ten years ago, twenty, thirty, forty years ago, that we can actually defy. Uh, some of the conventional people in charge and and just say no i'm not going to do that we don't even have to do it in a violent way or an obnoxious way we can just go oh no thanks and just kind of do our own thing yeah (laughs) and it's the same with people who come and say all these shitty things to us like because they don't like us changing and they're uncomfortable and you're like oh that's a great idea why don't you try it yeah right it's like we don't need to be horrible to people because they don't agree with us or they're trying to stop us from doing new things but just the just tapping into that immense joy that feeling of liberation like i have found a place of truth for myself yeah. and i feel so whole here how that i can make great decisions from this place i tell you
0: i'm i'm, I'm loving it so far personally I might bring it on. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) This eclipse is on my Saturn, my first out Saturn. I'm going, yay. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah, very exciting. But it doesn't matter what the level of fear or confidence you have. It's just the awareness that you can do something different. You can free yourself. So take the steps at your own pace, remembering, you know, this is a once in a, I don't know how many lifetimes opportunity this is not a once a lifetime this is once in a i don't know oh it's well we looked at it on
0: the 2020 overview the the general thing and it's happened twice once in 10 something and once in 12 something bc so that this kind of similar lineup has happened so it's definitely once in our lifetime so um (laughs) You know, I think just grab it, you know, and yeah, like Jen, you know, I'm not fear free ever, you know, and I have my days where it's all like I'm exhausted. Can it, can it stop? But overall I'm like, I know that this can be really amazing and will be, if we lean into it.
1: Right. Just keep going, going for what you believe in, hold that truth and just keep walking and ask the, ask uh, questions. Don't yeah. be afraid to be curious, ask questions, mm-hmm. test things out. That's my uh,
0: word for 2020, by the way. Curiosity.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, curiosity. Oh, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a great word for whatever your word is. But for me, this is this is the, the most incredible journey we can take. It's why we mm-hmm. come here. This is the hero's journey, heroine, whatever you want to call it, journey mm-hmm. of being able to Shift our lives by our own determination and recognition that no one is the boss of us and we get to do something incredible. Whether it's, it doesn't look incredible to the rest of the world, but knowing we freed ourselves from all the fears of how we need to behave small and shrink from just living the expression of who we are. Exactly
0: so shall we do the symbols and then move on yes. to the question so i'll let jen read the same sabian sabian,
1: yes, i'm reading the sabian symbol of cape capricorn five indians on the war path while some men women row a well-filled canoe others in it perform a war dance In the keynote, the mobilization of physical and emotional energies in spirit of conquest. War is often undertaken mainly to mobilize the common will and avoid individualistic disintegration. The so-called chief in the symbol for the Capricorn One may find it convenient or necessary to arouse the war spirit perhaps under a very slight provocation in order to more firmly establish her authority. The scene presents an extremely dynamic situation. The group or the nation affirms its solidarity and unity of purpose by taking the offensive. The group life demands constant activity and challenges in order to remain healthy. This is the last symbol of the sequence okay it suggests that aggressiveness may be a necessary ingredient in the activation of the potential of growth inherent in any social group
0: so we did quit look at linda hill's book briefly before we started i'm not going to read it all but um she talked about and, and i have a big interest in native american um traditions and spirituality and the war dance is more of a preparation for a battle not necessarily just for war it's and we kind you know it's a preparation for fighting for your rights for fighting for what you believe in for fighting for all those things so don't take the word war too literally i think is my my thought
1: Mm. (laughs) i actually yeah i actually feel like this what I just read is highly descriptive of what we've just been talking about. Mm-hmm. This is about activating a more active role. Yeah. It's not about attacking others. It's no. about moving away from negativity, moving away from the, I can't, or I, and- what's the point? It's like, we have to activate that energy inside of us by doing the dance of knowing I'm ready, you'
0: fighting spirit right, not being passive and
1: oh exactly, and just yeah. saying, Oh, forget yeah. about it, why bother any of that stuff? because this is, and I love this thing because uh, uh, what do they say It's to mobilize the common will and avoid individualistic disintegration yes, we are we don't want to lose our rights we don't want to lose our voices we're moving into this time so we're gathering that energy we're coming into and dancing and activating the spirit Mm -hmm. of our uh, warrior-like energies so we can stand up for our rights yeah
0: exactly and the chandra symbol is tall dark cypress trees in a cemetery The vertical dimension prevailing completely, bearing the authority of life of death of the two worlds brought into synthesis. You have the compelling stature of one who has seen life through before and has attained to ripe wisdom and the glory of realization. Standing tall and erect and strong, staying aligned with the will of the divine, intensely involved with he or the parent because it says father and i've changed it intensely involved with humanity and the sufferings and longings that saturate the world singularly and purpose (laughs) purposefully assigned to bring into present time the truths from beyond this world that can sustain this world through her travail simply knowing from always the way it is and the way it must be and breathing that truth as your fiber and backbone well you know that says the same thing we've been saying as well it just means Capricorn is is very strong Capricorn rules the bones and the spine you know and, and the whole skeleton so it's saying you know stand in your strength and um but not in the way of controlling others. This is about working together, as the uh, symbol said, and um, being involved with humanity and the world and the longings that um, the world needs. So um, quite amazing symbol.
1: Liberating everyone. By liberating yourself, you take the path to liberation for all of us so we all can be treated equally and develop new rules that protect those we need protection
0: and i think both symbols speak to really gathering your strength for this tremendous time we've got coming up you know
1: right Um, it's like coming alive yeah
0: stepping up to the plate i think we used the expression last time in podcast yeah amazing times shall we do the question
1: yes let's
0: OK, well, this is from Whitney. Whitney, thank you. She says she's a loyal listener and um, that she had such a laugh when my bo- dogs were barking. <laughs> yeah, that kind of tickles me that that happened all the time. OK, she said she listened to the dog clip multiple times.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: I'm glad I wasn't muted in that case. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, it's ringing! Yeah, and I thought I'd turned it off. I told him I would be on call too, but anyway. So, my question for both of you is regarding the fundamentals of your expertise in astrology, and more broadly, the scope of ancient wisdom that you weave through the podcast. She's curious as to the books that have been the most influential to both of you in your work as astrologers and healers. She goes on to talk that she. She found the Chandra symbols um, through the podcast, so that's great. But she's interested in other book recommendations of a more advanced nature in astrology, numerology, ancient wisdom. Um, okay, so I'm just going to run through a couple of um, my favourites for astrology. Um, so, um, Inner Sky and Yesterday's Sky by um, Stephen Forrest. Or in fact, any of Stephen Forrest books um, I love. Pluto 1 and 2 by Geoffrey Wolfgreen. They're dense. They're um, deeply, deeply intense. But they're the best books on Pluto out there. Healing the Soul by Mark Jones is another good book. Um, for the asteroid goddesses and, um, and that kind of thing. Demetra George, her book called The Asteroid Goddesses. So they're really kind of my favourites. Oh, there was The Living Lilith by M. Kelly Hunter as well. These are kind of my go-to astrology books. Not, not that I sit in the books anymore because I've been doing it for such a long time, but I learn more all the time, of course. Um, other books for me, she talked about ancient wisdom. Well, um, one of my book, favorite authors at the moment, and I went to hear him talk a, a, um, a couple of weeks ago, is Stephen Jenkinson, and he has a book called *Come of Age: The Case for Elderhood in a Time of Trouble*. Now, this feels so relevant to the times. This book, because Capricorn is the wise elder, really, and Saturn is, and and you know, he he delves deeply into what it is to be an elder, what it is to be the wise person and and really to help invites people to radically rethink the concept of what it is to be an elder and what it takes to be an elder um he's a amazing man in my opinion i mean i have so many books it's hard to choose you know i also like um who, who are the people that oh that channeled um on the law of attraction i kind of like them too when i listen or read those books I can't remember. I'll, have to, I'll have to look it up but um es- the hicks abraham hicks ah. yeah abraham hicks um if talking about ancient wisdom that's coming direct from the top but you know a lot of the time it's not just books i learn from now so but um i could go on and on but i won't jen's got some too
1: (laughs) so what a great question i actually used to be a great reader but uh, i have to say most of my information comes from uh Mm. records right there's incredible amount of information that comes from there that i find resonates for me Mm -hmm. uh not that i'm not very curious of what other people have said but for me i just haven't read those books and i probably won't ever read most of the books that are out there um just because i don't know i don't know why they've never been in my sphere uh there are a couple of books that i do recommend uh, and again you know it's personal taste what it appeals to you um and there's a lot of wisdom out there. There's a lot of wisdom on the internet. And I'm a great believer in, um, what's that word? Taking all the information and then allowing it to um, come in. Okay. Filter. <laughs> yeah, like filter. That's it. Uh, you know, you want to filter this information and check in if it's true for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So somebody that had a great impact for me when I was coming through my dark night of the soul was Brené Brown. I actually listened to a TED Talk, her first TED Talk, uh, and she is an amazing thinker. Uh, So I just recommend her and her books or her TED Talks. A book that I uh, absolutely loved was Big Magic. By Elizabeth Gilbert. That's an amazing book. It's a, it's a mind bending opening to how you think differently. That's basically where my mind's at. I want to think different. I want information that's not available. I have not found a book in numerology or the Akashic records that felt like it was giving me anything different. A lot of what I, I mean, I've learned numerology and I've studied, I've looked at other people's stuff, but most of the stuff I get is from the records or what gets channeled through because of this lens I look at the world in. Another book that really helped me was a book called Playing Big by Tara Moore. Uh, This is really about, for women, how you change the way you think about playing big. Mm-hmm. I, I just found that a profound it's actually I did her program and the book follows the program. So it's really quite powerful. There's two other people that I've l- looked at and read. And one is Bruce Lipton. He, but mm-hmm. one of the books he wrote, biology of belief, he's written some other books. It's all about uh, the quantum physics and how cell biology and how we change ourselves through our cells, which I find they fascinating. Uh, and then somebody who I have suddenly came into my mind when you were talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was Paul Selig. He's a channel. He channels this, uh, the Malthusadex. Well, they don't call themselves that. They just call themselves the Guides. Mm. Uh, very, very profound information. He's written, he's yeah. actually channeled all these books. So, I've read
0: some channel books yeah. that are the same. And his are really, mm. um, yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. He's an amazing channel. Amazing. For me, it's about being real. And uh, so those are the books I'm recommending.
0: Of course, you've, you've triggered a few for me as well. But um, I was just thinking as well, there was the Four Agreements was a life changing book for me by Don Miguel Ruiz. But, um, you know, I like to read a lot about the old myths. I like to try and find some of the really old texts and stuff. So they're not kind of like common books. It's finding some of the old translated texts. Um, There's a book called Death Walkers. That's another book um, that has done it. But um, I've got a very varied and um, Wayne Dyer, he changed my life. (laughs) Some of his books are amazing, some less so. But his overall teachings were pretty amazing. The Power of Myth. That's a great book. Wasn't that Joseph? Yeah, Joseph Campbell. And I like to lis- listen to some of the old philosophers too, you know. And, you know, um, Just, I don't like to just read now. I like to listen to what they say as well.
1: So, right, me too. I like to listen. There are also a lot of female books uh, out there. Unfortunately, I don't know all of them, but they are like famous woman authors. Um, I think Maria Gambini, I think, of She was a... Um, a, a um, what do you know, archaeologist archeolog- woman she talks about the goddesses all those things there's a lot of those things out there um
0: toko toko paterna she is, i don't know if that's how you say her name she wrote yeah. Belong- belonging that's an amazing and, book too
1: some, yeah sometimes just reading books i i read a book by um i don't remember the name of the woman that um it was a story. So I often get a lot of information from watching movies and stories, because I know a lot of that stuff is true, even though it's known as a story, sometimes children's um, fairy tales and things like that. I just find them very informative. Me too. And folk stories. Right.
0: And there's the, um, there's the Maeve Chronicles by Elizabeth Cunningham. There there's a series of books that's, fiction form story of um mary magdalene and jesus and yeshua but it's in fiction form so that was a really enjoyable read as well as getting a lot out of it a lot of kind of messages in there so
1: right there's hundreds of those type of things if you like reading there's some amazing um chronicles out there uh, different types of information
0: There really is.
1: I mean, what was it? The Avalon, Mists of Avalon. Oh,
0: that's a favorite. (laughs)
1: When I first came into it, I'd never read it, or I don't even know if I even heard of it, when I started working with the Akashic beings and was having readings. um, They suggested that I read it because I'd been there. So that was Mm -hmm. very helpful to do that and give me a whole idea of areas that I'd been kind of interested in but didn't know anything about.
0: I love that book,
1: and then if you're if you're
0: interested in the psychology side as well, there's a guy called robert um Robert A Johnson, I think his name is he's written a series of very short books what my favorite's inner gold, but I've got two or three of them, and that's you know just about your inner gold and he's he's a very good psychologist, so there's a lot a lot of books,
1: many, many books. <laughs> one that we have talked about is the the um the art thing what's it called
0: oh the artist way
1: yes the artist oh yeah
0: oh well that's a favorite of mine <laughs> but you have to do that not just read right
1: <laughs> which i actually th- think is a good thing yes and there's one last book i'll mention if i remember the name uh, what's his name the guy from south america uh oh um aleph aleph what was the book oh i can't remember that's nope. a fantastic book.
0: No, I can't remember the name.
1: Right. Well, if i remember Paul wait, wasn't it? Oh, Paul Coella? Yes. Yes. That's it.
0: Yeah. And I can't remember the name of the book now. But Paul Coella. Yeah. yeah. Um
1: beautiful book. Alchemist. I think that one was yes, called The Alchemist. Alchemist. Right. Yeah. Beautiful books he's written. Amazing spiritual, deeply connective books. So Yeah. Yeah, so there's given you a lot of choices.
0: <laughs> oh, so good luck with that. Your, book, your books at ta- your bedside table might look like mine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like mine.
0: Because <laughs> uh, I sometimes dip in, I'll start a book and, you know. This oh Reza Reza Aslan that's another guy I like. He he's uh, written uh, Zealot about the the life of the real Jesus. I like stories like that about them the well who I consider to be mythical people and what they might have been really like. <laughs> um. Anyway, okay. Right then, Jen. How can people find you?
1: So they can find me on my website jendushen.com um, My cards are available at com backslash illuminating journey cards I have a group uh, called We Belong Here on Facebook I'm um, on Facebook under my name, I have a page um, I think it's all under jendushen pretty much all over if you want to have a, jo- a group if you're interested in joining that's um, I'm not going to name it because the name's changing. So (laughs) on my website, (laughs) you can find me through my website.
0: And I'm Louise Eddington. And um, most things are under my name. If you Google my name, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, I have a Facebook business page, Louise Eddington Astrologer. Um, My YouTube channel, I'm really trying to start to grow. I'm going to be starting to do a lot more video um kind of a month ahead by for all the signs and some teaching videos so it's called the um it's called cosmic owl astrology the youtube channel if you want to go and find it and subscribe i'm trying to build up the subscriber numbers Um, i also have a facebook group called planetary magic cafe that's a fun space where people um, are quite engaged and uh, my book is available for pre-order <laughs> that's not actually not on my website yet i need to put it on my website but there's a link to it in my instagram bio i have a um, link tree with all the links and um it will be on my website soon <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah so i think that's it but you know both mostly for the podcast we're we're looking for reviews iTunes reviews are where it's at um if a written review is even more valuable than just a star so if you could uh, leave a review if you enjoy it we'd be very grateful and don't forget we do have a patreon uh three dollars a month just supports this work and the running costs of the podcast and um i think that's everything all questions to weirdly magical podcast at gmail.com so for now it's goodbye from lou
1: and goodbye from jen